And so, you know, I, I just have a short little message for you. Yes. Concerning the day's pack away. Oh, Seeing that it is the day of pack away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it only made sense, right? You know? So. Okay. Now, the day of pack away. The day of the Pegawim is, you know, is mentioned in the book of Enoch, you know, and some of you may not be familiar with Enoch. Well, you probably are now. You've been going through it for the last almost two years, you know. <laughs> you know, but Enoch received secret knowledge concerning humanity, and Yah's heavenly calendar was, um, and uh, he was given secret knowledge concerning humanity, and Yah's heavenly calendar was instructed to write it in a book. Enoch was the grandfather of Noah. To whom the book was passed down to, and it was Noah who brought the book through the flood. And we have a testament to that in Enoch 68.1. He said, this is Noah speaking, he said, And after that, my grandfather Enoch gave me all the secrets in the book and in the parables which had been given to him. And he put them together for me in the words of the book of the parables. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, this is how we get them. Now, this is how it's possible for the book to have survived the flood. It's not too hard to accept that Noah would have taken his great-grandfather's, um, or his grandfather's, great-grandfather, whichever, uh, writings with him onto the ark. That said, the book of Noah has been around for quite a while. In fact, I think it's safe to say it was the first Bible on earth, at least after the flood. And it was, he was his great-grandfather, actually what we would call him. You know, Many view the book to be more messianic in its theology than Jewish. You know, and this is why when folks first saw it, they was like, oh, this is a spurious writing. This was written after the, uh, um, the Gospels, you know, and so they re tried to reject it. You know, and, and that was in part, but in another part, they just wanted to do away with some of the truth. You know, but Yah... You know, man plans and Yah plans now the two Yahs to match the plan. And Yah had a plan to reveal the truth later. And so we have the Dead Sea Scrolls and it has been revealed. You know, it was considered scripture by many early Jewish messianic assemblies. The earliest literature of the so-called messianic fathers is filled with references to this mysterious book. The early 2nd century epistle of Barnabas makes much use of the book of Enoch. 2nd and 3rd century men like Justin Martyr, Arrhenius, Origen, and Clement of Alexandria all make use of the book of Enoch. Tertullian, you know, in 1660 to 230 CE is quoted calling the book of Enoch Holy Scripture because it is. Simply because it is. I find Enoch's initial statement extremely interesting, especially considering the circumstances surrounding this book during our day and time. Enoch 1 and 2 says, The blessing of Enoch with which he blessed the elect and the righteous who will be present on the day of tribulation. The day of tribulation. He's talking about, he just fast forwarded it to the last generation. To the end of, the end of time as we know it. You know, Present at the day of tribulation at the time of the removal of all the wicked ones. And Enoch, the blessed and righteous man of Yahuwah, took up his parable while his eyes were open and he saw and said, This is a Kodesh vision from the heavens which the Malachim showed me. Malachim are the angels, in case you're wondering. And I heard from them everything and I understood. I look not for this generation, he says, but for the distant one that's coming. I speak about the elect ones. And concerning them. Preferably that's speaking to us. Oh, yes. Amen. 
Hereby we learn that the book of Enoch wasn't written for the earlier generations, but for the last one. How amazing, how amazing is, is it that it still remained in any form after so long a period? Only by Yah, you know. This, it reminds me of the song, you know, uh, Miracles Upon Miracles, A Million Little Miracles. You know, that's a miracle in and of itself. When you consider that he was the seventh from Adam. The Ethiopic church long ago added the book of Enoch to its official canon. It was widely known and read the first three centuries after Yahushua um, Hamashiach. The book of Enoch and many other books became discredited after the council of Laodicea. And being under ban of the authorities afterwards, it gradually passed out of circulation. But now via the Dead Sea Scrolls, the book of Enoch has been revalidated. You know, and we're going to consider an interesting excerpt from it. And it's found in 69, 10, and 11. Let me have my first reader read Enoch 69, 10, and 11, please. For human beings are not created for such purposes to take up their beliefs with pen and ink. For indeed, human beings were not created but to be like Malachim, permanently to maintain pure and righteous lives. Death, which destroys everything, would not have touched them, had it not been through their knowledge by which they shall perish. Death is now eating us by means of this power. Mm. Hallelujah. So First Enoch chapters 8 and 69 is all about forbidden knowledge. There's a such thing as forbidden knowledge. Everybody want to know everything. You can't know everything. It's not meant for you to know everything. There are some things called forbidden knowledge, and it's forbidden for a reason. You know, it's because it's not in our best interest to know it. You know, Adam and Eve found that out the hard way. You know, let let us learn a lesson from them. You know, now, uh, these fallen angels, these Malachim, you know, they came down and they taught men. And hereby we learned that this forbidden knowledge is one of the main reasons death consumes us. You know, let us consider a few other things the fallen angels or the Malachim taught men. In Enoch 8.3, we have Amazras. Taught incantation and the cutting of roots and amaros, the res resolving of incantations. And Barakriel, astrology, and Kokarael, the knowledge of the signs. And Tamel taught the seeing of the stars. And Sariel taught the course of the moon as well as the deception of men. Mm. You know, now this is some pretty heavy stuff. Like this stuff is still around today, you know. And it became a problem even in Scripture. Let me have my next reader read Ezekiel 13, 18 through 21, please. And say, Thus saith the Adonai Yahuwah, Woe to the woman that sow pillows to all armholes, and make her chiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. Will ye hunt the souls of my people, and will ye save the souls alive that come unto you? And will ye pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread to slay the souls that should not die and to save the souls alive that should not live by your lying to my people that hear your lies? Wherefore, thus saith the Adonai Yahuwah, Behold, I am against your pillows, wherewith ye there hunt the souls to make them fly, and I will tear them from your arms. 
and will let the souls go, even the souls that ye hunt, to make them fly. Your kerchiefs also will I tear, and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall be no more in your hand to be hunted, and ye shall know that I am Yahuwah. Hallelujah. So we see in Enoch 8, um, 3, is all, you know, they taught all types of uh, witchcraft and, and uh, astrology and things of that nature. And so, you know, here it is. We see that these things are being, were being utilized, you know, to go against Yah's people, you know. Uh, and so Yah had a problem with it, you know. And, you know, during in Torah, it's even told that you were supposed to, you know, do away with these type of people from out of Israel, you know. So... Uh, yes, they did greatly pollute the part. They greatly polluted the um, the planet, you know, with this forbidden knowledge. Now, says Sariel taught the course of the moon as well as the deception of man. And in Genesis nineteen thirty-one through thirty-six, it says, "The firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine." And we will lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father. And he perceived not. And when she lay down, nor when she, uh, uh, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also. And go thou in and lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made the father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him and perceived not when, he, when she lay down nor when she arose. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. Mm -hmm. Now this wickedness is partially because of what Sariel did. He taught deception of men. And they deceived their father into um, sleeping with them and having children by them. You know, and so we see that. There's a lot of deception, you know, a man that goes on even now today that's still prevalent because of this forbidden knowledge that was released. You know, let me have uh, my next reader read Enoch 69, um, 12, please. And the fifth is named Kasadiah. It is he who revealed to the children of the people the various faculations of all evil the fagulation of the souls and the demons, the smashing of the embryo in the womb so that it may be crushed, the fagulation of the soul, snake bites, sunstrokes, the son of the serpents whose name was Tabata. Mm. All right, everybody, we, can, we learned that we can thank the, heaven, the um, fallen angels for all the abortions that take place on earth. Mm. You know, how about that? Yep. You know, uh, Enoch 82, 1 and 2, my next minute, please. Now, Methuselah, my son, I shall recount all these things to you and write them down for you. I have revealed to you and given you the book concerning all these things. Preserve, my son, the book from your father's hands in order that you may pass it to the generations of the world. I have given wisdom to you, dear children, to those who shall become your children, in order that they may pass it in turn to their own children and to the generations that are discerning. Hallelujah. You know, so uh, we see that it was instructed to preserve the book, you know, from that uh, Enoch had wrote, and so he did. And this is how we have it. It goes on to say, All the wise ones shall 
give praise and wisdom shall dwell upon your consciousness, that they shall not slumber but be thinking, they shall cause their ears to listen in order that they may learn this wisdom. And it shall please those who feast on it more than good food. Blessed are the righteous ones. Blessed are those who walk in the street of righteousness and have no sin like the sinners in the computation of the days in which the sun goes its course in the sky. And the sun, it the sun comes in through a door and rises for 30 days together with the chiefs of thousands of the orders of the stars together with the four which are added to determine the intervals within the year. That is the intervals between the four seasons of the year. Those that lead them along come in on four days. Now hereby we learn that there are four days which determine the intervals within the year. That is the intervals between the four seasons of the year. The Book of Jubilees teaches that the following day after these four seasonal days, that is the new month days of the first, the fourth, the seventh, and the tenth are days of remembrance mm. and played a significant role during the flood as well. Mm. So let's take a look at uh, Jubilees uh, 23 uh, through 28. Our next reader, please. And on the new month of the first month, and on the new month of the fourth month, and on the new month of the seventh month, and on the new month of the tenth month, are the days of remembrance, and the days of the seasons in the four divisions of the year. These are written and ordained as a testimony forever. And Noah ordained them for himself as feasts for the generations forever so that they have become thereby a memorial unto him. And on the new month of the first month, he was bidden to make for himself an ark. And on that day, the earth became dry, and he opened the ark and saw the earth. And on the new month of the fourth month, the mouths of the depths of the abyss beneath were closed. And on the new month of the seventh month, all the mouths of the abysses of the earth were opened, and the waters began to descend into them. And on the new month of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains were seen, and Noah was glad. And on this account he ordained them for himself as feasts, for a memorial forever, and thus are they ordained. Hallelujah. So hence in the Dead Sea Scrolls calendar, they called these new months the days of remembrance. And on them, they read certain psalms, such as Psalms 119, 135, 136, you know, and 136 has some other various verses uh, from Psalms 118 in addition to it, and they read Psalms 145. And this is why we're here today, because of these, um, these Peguin days, these Notch days, you know, and tomorrow we'll be here because it will be the first of the fourth month you know and so this is why we do week, and this is why we keep these days of remembrance you know such as we will tomorrow so all the halfway day prayer was a blessing it was short and sweet yes